Hi Latinos in clinical research, this is a really special like impromptu episode. Don't worry, you didn't miss out on any Zoom meetings. This one was uh, a clinical scoop interview that actually transitioned into Latinos in clinical research and we're recording mid-conversation here, but I, we brought on, thanks to Monica, financial advisor and CPA Eddie and Eddie his link is gonna be below as well as his phone number and his email is in the video as well we talk about uh, medical professionals and all the tax and financial aspects of it and again we cut off the beginning but in the beginning we basically talk about physicians and how physicians you know are generally not good business people and how he works with a lot of them but then we transition into healthcare workers and what kind of deductions you can get and then w2 versus 1099 can you do both and this and that so hopefully you find some value here we're going to have eddie on for more latinos in clinical research and just wanted to share this with you Thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. Drop it in the comments. Talk to you later. But mm -hmm. what if I had my my business name embroidered? Now it's a now it's a a, a what do you call it? A um, business expense. Exactly, a business expense because I'm promoting my business. Okay, so little things like that is going to. So this is business expense. It is. It sure is. Yes. Yeah. It's promoting your business. Somehow or the other is promoting your business. So right. Right. Yeah. The expense on it and the embroidery, everything that you have to pay, it's deducted. Right? I, I think that would be very, very, very helpful if you can explain for the uh, practicing physicians. Okay. These kind of small things, which is not, we are in general, we're not aware about it. No. We just take our papers, give it to the accountant, and he start doing this, okay? And at the end, pay this, or you're gonna get refund. And most probably, we don't get refund. No, <laughs> sure you don't. <laughs> yes. yes. Can I can I just give a a little a quick uh, tip? This is actually because Dan was mentioning that how to keep the record of the miles. Mm -hmm. I um, this is actually advertisement for a company. I'm using Intuit QuickBooks. It's an application. You pay for it, but that application keeps the record of every right. single thing that you use as long as you put it in the GPS in your phone. So yeah. whenever you go, it keeps the record of all the miles that you use. Wow. And it give it and it give you that uh every year. Yeah. So that's but also Monica, can you do us a favor and introduce the new guest? Oh, oh. yeah, Dan. <laughs> uh, Dan. Uh, it's uh, Amir, I oh. think is his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan. I uh can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we can't hear you, yeah, but I think except Dan. <laughs> Dan, can you hear me? No, he can't. No. Okay. I think it... Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, I got invited through Dan and Monica. Um, I'm on the mastermind group. Uh, I'm a tech guy in clinical trial. Um, so I'm, I'm, I have a heavy background in technology development. I own a software development company here in San Diego. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, learning about clinical trial, trying to meet people with the uh, 
you know, sharing what I know and learning from all of you. So that's what I'm looking for. And I got invited. Right. I've known about uh, on LinkedIn and happy to be here and see how I can contribute and, you know, how we can learn and definitely looking to learn from all of you here. Excellent. Awesome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Actually, actually you're <laughs> in the dark side of the clinical trial where you have your own tech, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we are here to learn from you. For sure. <laughs> in the basement, right? In the, in the corner, corner deck. Exactly, but you have everything <laughs> under your hand. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we tend to be not so social, so leave us alone. You know, leave the problem out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny, guys? I, I, I am actually, um, I went to school to learn electronics. I'm actually an electronics engineer. Oh, wow. And I always wanted to get into biomed. I was just fascinated with biomed, part of uh, electronics, you know, uh, electronics with medical, with the physical yeah. body. That was just fascinating. Me. Me. The, the body is electrical, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's fascinating to me. But. Yes. And Eddie, you were mentioning about the expenses for the offices. Expenses for the offices include everything or there are certain things that for, like if you have a party for the office, is it like tax deductible for the office for, especially in the holidays, for the Christmas, for the... Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime, as a matter of fact, if you and one of your workers go out to lunch, you could deduct that, Okay. So as long as it's more than one person going out to eat, you can deduct it as long as there's business involved. So anything that's business involved. I'm sorry, okay. go ahead. Um, I had a question. So I guess this is more for you know the viewers that are probably just complete beginners or physicians that are already starting but barely beginning um, that are kind of skeptical of possibly, you know, the the margin of profit over time for actually going to accountant as opposed to the loss, well, the loss, uh, depending on how they look at it from putting up money at first to have an accountant, how would you, what would you say is the benefit over a certain period of time from going to an accountant as opposed to like paying up front? You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm asking the question, right? Uh, let me know. if I'm, um, not. I'm sorry. I didn't quite understand. Are you asking what the benefit is of okay. going to an accountant? No, 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 not the, not necessarily the benefits. So obviously there's great benefits, but for those that are barely starting, right? I think um, kind of the issue what might be is that, you know, you're already putting a bunch of expenses into the business, right? And so going to an accountant is also some more expense. And so you have some of those physicians and I, and I know a few actually um, that try to kind of go off a little skimp on the beginning so that they can save money and put it towards the business. Um, what would be your advice to them right now if they're watching um, oh, about, you know, making sure that they don't skip out on that because in the long run, it's actually much more beneficial as opposed to trying to just save a few bucks, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it well, when it comes down to it is this guys, I mean, um, yeah, definitely people, everyone wants to save money. Right. But see, the way I see it is uh, I'd rather go to, uh, for instance, I'd rather go to a good mechanic that I know is going to charge me a little bit more than go mm -hmm. to a, I don't know what kind of mechanic just out in the streets and my car break down again. Same thing with taxes, guys. You know, it, it, the expert's there to look at everything. If you have a, a, a tax preparer or an accountant that is willing to sit down with you and take maybe an hour with you, just when you first start with them, to talk to you, find out exactly what you do, what kind of expenses you have, that is the person you need to talk to. I mean, the, the 
you don't want to go to somebody and just say, okay, give me your paperwork. I do all, everything. Here you go. This is what you owe. They really didn't help you. You know, mm-hmm. when they communicate with you, when they know what you're all about, that's the person you want to talk to. Okay. So yes, it might be a little bit more expensive, but think of the savings in taxes that you're going to have. Okay. For so sure. that's the, that's the only thing I could say. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to save money, but uh, you actually, you know, get what you paid for at the end, you know? Exactly. So, right, Can you right. talk about, uh, sorry, Ashley, go ahead. No, 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 no. Ashley, you've got businesses to build. You've got to ask questions. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and is there, you know, uh, for instance, in the sense of, you know, if they also want to utilize their corporation, their LLC to, to go about also investing on the side through the company, is there like leeways through that as well? Okay, when we're talking about investments, are we talking about uh, uh, investing into other, uh, mm, I don't know, what is it exactly? Like, so I guess if you have a company and you have a certain portion of profits in their company that's, you know, you're putting aside to reinvest for the company itself. Uh, I mean, I don't know personally how exactly you, what you could invest in. So I guess that's my question. Are there, right. are there routes of investment to invest through the company for the profits that are being made? Oh, into your own company? Yes, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's always considered uh, uh, an expense. So that's going to lower the amount that you actually make. Because, see, in a company, anytime that you earn money, you know, at the end of the year, you get what they call a K-1. What a K-1 is, it, it tells you this is how much revenue the company made. And who's it, who's the owner of this company? Ashley, you're the owner, so you have to claim this money, okay? And of course, you know we want to get as much money as we can, but the money's in the in the business, right? So might as well invest that money back into your business, take less income, put more money into investment, right? And that way you don't have to pay that much in taxes because it does come to your personal taxes at the end, okay? Okay. So uh, I hope that answers the question, Ashley. Yes. Uh, yes, it does. Thank oh. you. Mm-hmm. Eddie, all the time we hear about this companies like LLC, S Corp, uh, C Corp. So can you give us like, very, I know it's a big subject to talk about, but just like a headlines about each type. Okay. Well, an LLC really is just a, a limited liability company. All it really does is it separates your personal uh, belongings to now it's considered an entity. An LLC is an entity. Basically, what comes down to it is, let me give you a quick example. I have my business right now, right? Eddie Dorado business, and and that's it. So if if somebody tries to sue me, they're going to sue me personally and take everything I own, my house, my cars, everything. Now, mm-hmm. I become an LLC, it's Eddie Dorado, but my company is this LLC, okay? Dorado mm, Finances, LLC, okay? Now, if they're going to sue, they're going to sue the company, and they're only going to take whatever the company owns. My house, my car, my property doesn't get touched. Problem with that LLC is that I still have to claim it into my taxes, and I have to pay self-employment tax through the LLC and pay regular taxes. That's the LLC. As corporation, a little bit different to where same thing, same concept, it's a separate entity, right? But now you're not paying self-employment tax. 
which is 15% of the revenue that it makes. Mm -hmm. Now you only pay regular taxes on that revenue. So you actually save yourself 15% in taxes off of that, okay? And, and, uh, and of course, you do get paid W-2 income off of that, which again is your income. Uh, uh, C-Corp, uh, the way that it works is you actually get double taxed on that. You get taxed on the business and you actually have to pay federal taxes on it, on the company. And it's just a little bit more complicated. Uh, honestly, I, 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 it just gets complicated <laughs> on, on a, uh, a C-Corp. If I'm just starting a business, which one do you recommend for me to be LLC or C-Corp? Of course not. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, S corp. Of course not C corp. Right. Yeah. Yeah. C corp are really designated more for bigger companies, huge companies. Okay. Mm -hmm. The S corp is really for anyone that that's making above a hundred thousand dollars. I'd say about a hundred thirty, hundred and fifty, up in that range. Then you want to do an S corp. Before that, uh, just a regular LLC would would work fine. Uh, the reason I say that is because there's a gap in there that you're really not saving a lot uh, with the S-Corp. If you're not making up there in the hundred thousands, at the beginning, you're not really saving because you have to pay uh, the the state $800. You have to pay more for those taxes. You pay over $1,000 for those type of taxes. Uh, so it really doesn't help you much. Okay. So the cost for initiating any of these company will be really LLC will be the cheaper than the S corp. If you make it under a hundred thousand, yes. Yes. Thank you, Eddie. So yeah. How's the how's the S corp um, like? Because there's the two way, right? There's a one way that the owners can have double two, and then you have you get paid through a salary. Yes. And then overall, whatever. Let's say that that's a profit of the company end of the year. How does that get distributed or how does that get taxed? Is that only being taxed? Like it's it's coming to the owner eventually, right? And how is that going to work out? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're talking about in S-Corp right there. So you get paid a W-2 as your income, right? And and that right there, you use that because you, you're going to pay taxes anyways. So the W-2 uh, uh, helps you pay federal taxes throughout the year, okay? Because they're withholding taxes. Now, the revenue from the business, that's at the end. Once you do your corporate taxes, they give you a personal K-1. And that's where you show the income that goes to you. And, of course, when there's multiple owners of the business, everyone gets a K-1. Uh, and, of course, you share in that income. And that's not taxed with uh, self-employment tax, right? Because I hate paying self-employment no. tax. No, no. No, when it comes to the K-1, you don't pay self-employment tax. That's why an S-Corp is a, a lot better uh, than uh, just an LLC. Okay. Hmm. Oh, because on an S-Corp, you have to put yourself on a payroll, right? And pay yourself a fair exactly. salary. Yes, and yeah. you're already paying the, the, the self-employment tax there. Through the double fair salary is there. Like, how do, you, how do you note that? I mean, I could be... I could be paying myself way under the market value, right? Just to kind of well, yeah, that, that's a that's a, in the gray area, you know. At the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's an online. Somebody asked it. 
I, IRS, IRS <laughs> is looking for There's somebody. Places down there, yes. <laughs> these, don't, these don't cheat the government, but no, no, there's always a loophole. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. We're oh, just doing. <laughs> we're just doing what our president tell us to do. That's right. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you you when you first start, obviously, you know. You pay yourself very little, and that's understandable with the, the IRS. The first couple of years, you're paying yourself very little. I mean, it, it yeah. is what it is, and they understand that. You, you know, know what? I got a – so I, I – my accountant and I had a strategies over the years to – because we're always starting a new business. So well, like you said, you know, when you start a new business, first year, maybe two year, three year. It's not profit. So you're deducting a loss, even though you're benefiting from that business. Uh, and so you're offsetting your profits from a more profitable business. But he told me after a certain point, it becomes a hobby if it's not profitable. So what's the rule? Is it three years and then you have to have one year of profit and then you can do three more years of a loss? Or uh, what's the rule for this? Again, it's all in the gray area there, but after the third year and don't have too many expenses, up to five years. You can have up to five years where you're not in the green, you know, but every year they want to see a little bit of growth. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. the fifth year, they say, you know what, this is this is a hobby. Uh, they're going to go back all those five years and say, we're going to redo take away all those credits wow. and uh, charge you taxes as a hobby. Guys, so, don't, yeah, try we... don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> and how about that? That works that's also for profit? the 1099. The 10, I'm sorry. What's your question, Monica? So that also applies for people that are 1099. Like for example, that, that show expense more, exp I mean, that the expenses are more than the actual gain. Right, so it's 1099, you're considered uh, 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 self-employed, right? A contract, mm -hmm. per se, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, if... It, oh, excuse me, sorry. I think it's the IRS. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, yes, 1099, it, it, again, um, I would talk to your accountant because it all depends. If it's the first year you starting as 1099, because you're going to have more losses. But if that's your business being 1099, again, same difference, a hobby after three to five years. Okay. But yes, you could have expenses that can offset your actual income. And uh, that, that's very helpful for a lot of people. You know? Yeah. Isn't it, that it, like, I mean, that's like one of the strategies where like, from what I've heard, I'm no expert, but you know, that's how you offset profits, especially when you have businesses that are so similar, but they're different companies. So you get into the, you know, sharing assets and things like that. Uh, it gets dangerous when uh, there's something called piercing the corporate veil. So you gotta, guys got to be careful. Don't try this at home. Only try it with experienced people like Eddie Dorado on your side. Yeah, right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, you always have to be super careful because, uh, I mean, the IRS could come back to you and and take a look at 10 years back as well. Yeah. You know, so. Eddie, do you, Eddie, do you offer your services virtually? 
Um, you know what? As of this past year, I am. <laughs> right? okay. Yeah, we had to innovate, you know, everything that has to do with the taxes and financial services. Um, I do everything to Zoom now. Yes. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. We got a question from someone who couldn't be here uh, for Latinos in clinical research. So I don't know if you, you, this may not, I, I don't, I won't hold it against you because we didn't give you this question earlier and it's not exactly in your wheelhouse, but uh, do you know anything about specific grants loans for Hispanic businesses and what you know about certifying as a minority owned business. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not too versed on that. I mean, me, myself, I had to, you know, do a lot of research to get those type of loans right now, the SBA loans, you know, because uh, all the small businesses were, were affected. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah, it's hit and miss with those, especially now, uh, bigger companies got the bigger loans. Ain't that crazy. You know, and those little people got very little. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I really don't have any information on that as of right now. You know? That could be another another, uh, another topic for another uh, podcast. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes, that would be. If you know someone out there who knows, or maybe Monica, yeah. Judy, Ashley, and myself will have to figure this out. Um, yeah, sure. And, yeah, and, definitely. And, I'll put it into that one. <laughs> yeah, we all did. <laughs> you can find these under under the SBA Small Business Administration, where they, I think, uh, with the COVID time, they offered a lot of assistance for small businesses. Oh yeah, we got a several uh, PPP and the, yeah. the other one, EIDL. I remember. Seems like so long ago now. This is yeah. like <laughs> I know, but, but I think under the website, yeah, under the website, there is a lot of uh, instruction about these things yeah and yeah. about the grants as well they, they, yeah. they look in your city uh in your county and just look up for grants because uh, i know lowe's was giving uh, about two thousand dollar grant um i don't remember a few other places were giving grants uh, a few other businesses big businesses giving grants a little bit of money yeah. every thousand yeah. helps right and I think right now, especially because one, it's, you know, minorities and then two, clinical research in itself, it's booming. That's like the hot topic for almost everything now. So I think that there should be tons of opportunities, just a matter of us finding it. Um, now, so I think definitely we can go look on. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Now, Eddie, um, there's two kind of people. I think there's the employees and there's the business owners or self-employed. Right. So as far as employee, just W-2, there's nothing really you can deduct other because it's already all taken out, right? Yeah, there's unfortunately. Nothing, there's nothing for you yeah. if you're W-2. Right. As of 2017, when they changed the, the tax code, um, part of the code that was changed was the uh, unreimbursed ex employee expenses. In the past, you know, if you were W-2 uh, worker and you had expenses for work, you were able to deduct it on your Schedule A, okay, which is itemized deductions. So mm -hmm. as of 2017, they took that out and you can still deduct it, but offer you state, state taxes. So, I mean, if you still have, if you're still W-2 employee and you do, uh, you don't get reimbursed for expenses from work. Uh, at least in the state, it'll help you. Okay. But 
but okay. not on the federal taxes. Now, could these employees, mm. these W-2 employees, we have a lot that watch, some of mm. them doctors, all right? These, I'm telling you, doctor, no different than somebody. So, no offense, Dr. Al, you're, you're not like these doctors, but you're a business person. <laughs> but, you know, doctors are just like anyone else. You're going to be W-2. Some of them just work for a hospital. Um, and they build, uh, they can open a business on the side, right? Right. There's no Absolutely. laws against this. No laws. No so, laws. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah, the 9 to 5 should be there just to pay your bills. You know, what you do outside of 5 o'clock after 5 o'clock is going to make you successful, even more successful. Yeah. Wow. Right. You hear that, 100%. Ashley? Ashley Marco, yeah. you hear it. Wow. The- that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs. And, and that, that's some, uh, you, I mean, when you work for somebody else, you're always at the mercy of them. You know, that's why, like I said, at first, I was an electronics engineer, but I saw that. I saw that. Heck, I could only go as far as they let me, you know. Uh, I love electronics. I love all that. But now I do it as a hobby. Why? Because I'm a business owner. I, I control my own time. Uh, I control what I do. You know, I, there is no there is no limit to the income I can make, right? So, yeah, and I mean, it, it just makes sense because uh, you as a W-2, we're not telling you quit and go a bit, become a business owner. No, definitely. It's a step-by-step process. But right now, just starting a business on the side, your side hustle, that's going to help you uh, deduct the, all those taxes that you owe. Because yeah. obviously, at the beginning, you know, it, you're going to have a little bit of expense to start it off, like any business. And here's how much the government trusts you guys that are W-2 employees. They don't trust that you can manage your own money, so they take your taxes every two weeks from your check. Because they, they know you can't, they can't trust you with that money. Absolutely. Business owner, they can trust you a little bit more. W two, right. have no choice. We don't believe you're gonna pay us. You, we're gonna take it every two weeks from your check. As a matter of fact, if you don't pay ninety percent of what your taxes are owed, they're gonna penalize you. As a W two, as a W two, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. So well. I guess the lesson is to start a business. Even if you are yeah. W two, anything, Absolutely. make it a hobby. But five, three to five years, got to make a profit. Yes, or else it's a mm-hmm. hobby. Absolutely. So for I all those question. doctors out there, yes, now of research. <laughs> yes, thank you. Join the exactly. circle, and we will teach you. We will open your eyes to see the world of business like you've never been seen before. It's a new world. Absolutely. This is Especially your W two. <laughs> is like this. And then the business is like, you know, you're like awake. You're like not in a cave anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cave where it, you see shadows scary. and that's reality. That's not reality. Yeah, Danny. And I mean, it's scary because, I mean, you, you people are so used to going in, clocking in, having a uh, check for sure every week, right? Every two weeks. And yeah, becoming an entrepreneur is scary. But you know what's scarier? <laughs> it's being where you're at, you know, <laughs> exactly. being always there, you know, having someone control you, control what you drive, where you live, you know, what your children are going to learn. That to me was scary, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I, I hope I'm not offending no one by saying all that, but it, it's just that I want you guys to open your yeah. eyes. and We are. That, We're. That, yeah. I mean, don't it, be offended. It, yeah, it, it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, yeah. super uncomfortable. But you know what? It's well worth it. 
definitely. And doctors it. are the ones get taxed the most. You know, they the do. high income. I mean, again, Dr. Alice, not the example because he's an entrepreneur. This guy has so many businesses. It's unreal. Dr. Mm-hmm. Al, we can do a whole podcast on his all his stuff he does. But uh, I'm talking about your regular doctor that comes out of a medical school with like $400,000 in debt and then get uh, becomes an employee of a hospital. Okay. Right. Like not only they're – look how far behind they are already, right? And now they're just getting taxed mm-hmm. and the higher income, the more tax you get. And they don't have enough. The thing with doctors is they have to uh, this lifestyle to live up to. So they have to buy the latest car. And so mm. if you don't have a business and clinical research is a great business for this. If you don't have a business, uh, you're not going to have opportunity to create in, like higher income that you can offset and then start investing it, you know, for capital, exactly. capital uh, assets appreciation. So doctors are like, unfortunately, like the biggest victims in all this, the ones that are W2 employees and fresh out of med school and the days of the entrepreneurial physician is coming to an end i mean all these people coming out of med school kaiser gives them three hundred thousand dollars to start and they don't want to see anything about any business they just i want to work for kaiser for the rest of my life pay off my student loans and three hundred thousand is great but by the time they get taxed they get 150 and then they buy the new bmw every year yeah Absolutely. And then they lose their skill set on top of that. That makes them the ability to be able to go on their own and actually create right. their own. I think for physician or non-physician, it's up to the to the person himself to be entrepreneur or not. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I think any physician he he choose to go to work for Kaiser, work for any company, or work for himself. But always the hard way is to work for yourself and start to establish from zero. I actually doing. She started from zero and it's not easy to go even in research, not in yeah. medicine. Actually scrappy. Actually scrappy. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's always like depends on the person, uh, on the individual personality, what he wants to do. If he's a fighter, he want, he's ambitious, he wants to go for more stuff. I think that's his choice, but oh, yeah. it's not going to be easy. No, mm-hmm. it's not. No, it's not. And, and obviously, I mean, it, at the end of the game, what you want to do is be able to retire comfortably, right? I mean, that that's why they think that uh, uh, having a job, having something secure, having their 401k is going to grant them something comfortably, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, we want to have, we want to be more than comfortable, right? So, I mean, having a business is also, I mean, instead of having a 401k, uh, where you could only put 19000 a year, you could have put up to 25000 into a retirement account for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, there's so many benefits. For the SEP IRA, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think something that needs to be said is also that even if you're coming straight out of school or you're coming into this new business or trying to get into your business, you need to understand too that you're also adapting. So even as you are becoming profitable, you are adapting to that profit. So that's, I think, why it's also important to make your own business because you're constantly allowing the room for expansion and you kind of control that expansion, right? Depending on how much you work or how innovative you want to be. And uh, as opposed to a job or W-2, there's kind of like a blockage and there's somebody there determining how far and how fast you move forward. And I think that that in itself is very limiting. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely, very good point, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ashley, Ashley needs That's to be a regular true. in clinical scoop. I think Chris has been replaced. 
<laughs> okay, I vote okay. for that. <laughs> I welcome it. I welcome it. I'd, I'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> well, we're going to rebrand it the circle, so it'll be perfect timing. And uh, awesome. the circle will is uh, the mothership of Latinos in clinical research. So, yeah, Dr. Al, we got a lot of exciting stuff. And actually, Ashley, too, we got to tell you guys uh, off the air. So anything else you guys want to mm -hmm. ask Eddie? Anything uh, else? Taxes? Um, you know. Thank you very much, Eddie. It was very helpful. Yes. You yeah, joining sure. us you. and explaining you, all these things. And I think we should let Eddie uh, introduce his business real quick so that we can make sure everybody knows how to reach him if he's doing stuff virtually now. Yes, everybody. Exactly. We're going to put links underneath to uh, the websites and to the phone number for Eddie or the email, whatever Eddie prefers. Yeah, definitely. I'll give you guys my phone number. And actually, I used to be with uh, um, a Liberty Tax Service, but I gave up that franchise because, again, it was just limiting me, right? So I'm just uh, on my own doing my taxes. It's going to be uh, Dorado Taxes, but my uh, LLC is uh, going to be Crusade Financial because we're on a crusade to help families be on financial have financial freedom. We would teach them how to protect their income, have a great retirement, you know, send their children to college. I, I want to teach families how to be financially free, how to save and make money. Actually, I have a question. Thank you, Eddie. Since yes. this is for Latinos in clinical research, the major, uh, a good amount of your clientele are Latino, right? Hispanic? Yes, What absolutely. are you noticing from your clients? Like, are they receptive of uh, your ideas? Are they a little more worried to get started? Because we have a lot watching Latinos in clinical research. I probably bet you 80% of them are W2. And after hearing this, maybe they take their blinders off a little. Don't quit your job. I'm not taking blame if you quit your job, but don't quit your job. But maybe time to think about how to become a, an LLC as well and how to add another revenue stream to what you're already doing. So what are you experiences with the Latinos in this case? Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, we've been taught uh, as I mean, Latinos that um, you go find a good job and you stay there. Right. Yeah. But with all the information that's out there, with the, the opportunities that are there, uh, I mean, it's just a matter of changing this, 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 this is what holds you back. You know, you can't just listen to the old the old school. You know, everything's evolving. Look, we're in Zoom. We're doing meetings through Zoom. This is where the where we're going. You know, uh, if we don't grow as a person, if we don't learn new things and see that there's better ways out there, better opportunities, what are we teaching our kids? We're, we're teaching them to be compliant, to yeah. be you know, comfortable where they're at. I don't want my children to be compliant. I want them to be way better than me, you know. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, Hispanics are the hardest people, but that's why I'm on a crusade. I'm on a crusade to help my people. I'm on a crusade to educate them. Right? we got to have you back on, Eddie. When we do our Latinos in Research Zoom call, we have like 50 people. We're supposed to have hundreds of people on, but we got like 50 last time, 25 to 50. Uh, you got to come on again because we got to uh, instill this in in uh, their DNA. Okay, we can't have exactly. uh, all this uh, victim being. You know, you're you're in control of your destiny. Absolutely, absolutely. 
And, and I, I mean, I think it's, oh, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, and, and part of your financial plan has to have some type of income protection, has to have looking at the future, having your retirement plan set, you know, not just saving money on taxes, you know, because taxes will increase, decrease, doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep mm-hmm. that's going to make you successful, right? So hopefully we could teach that to our people. Okay. Awesome. Exactly as uh, Monica told us, you're a motivator. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, like you know <laughs> the way you talk and everything. Like you know, just go ahead and do what you need to do, guys, to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Very good. We'll Thank you. Everything. So it's uh, definitely make it a point to tell our members to look you up. Uh, consider you know going with your business if they want some more financial advice. Awesome, I sure. really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve, guys. You awesome. know. So, thank you, Eddie. We got to have you back on for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Al, Monica, Ashley. Welcome, welcome aboard. You are now going to be on these calls. Yes, uh, Abish. Whenever you can. And Abish was here too. Add, awesome. Add her to the text messaging. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's add her. Let's, let's add her to the group as well. 